Welcome to Basic Black. Some of you are joining us on our live broadcast, others joining us on Facebook Live and Twitter. I'm Chris Collins. Callie Crossley has the night off. Our topic tonight, well, we've heard, we've read the stories over the years about R. Kelly and the repeated sexual abuse allegations against women and underage girls. Now, after the release of the new docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly, the singer is in the news yet again, raising the question, are young black and brown girls of color valued in society? Plus, caught on video. Those viral videos that show incidents from around the country of the police being called on black people, people of color, just minding their own business. Is this the new form of racial bias? Joining me tonight, psychologist Dr. Sharman Jackman. Senior investigative reporter from WGBH News, Philip Martin, director of the Racial Justice Program at the ACLU of Massachusetts, Rasan Hall, and Kim McLaren, associate professor of writing, literature, and publishing at Emerson College. We welcome you all. Thank you, Thank you for having us. You know, the last time I was sitting here, the R. Kelly theme came up, mm -hmm. and I was disgusted then, and me for one, I was not going to watch the docuseries. I, I know what he's about. I, I did not need to bring up those emotions again. But the, the, the community, the black community, really a good segment, has defended this man and has enabled this man. And he continues on. I mean, we're talking about the early 90s where he really showed himself and has continued to be the same guy. He hasn't changed. Why now is there a buzz? Record labels dropping him. People up in arms, R. Kelly, and this and that. Have we given this guy the tools to be really, the only real tool is his freedom. Have we let him walk this earth, not behind bars? Have we given him his freedom too much, too often, enabled? Well, I can Sharing start, sure. <laughs> um, short answer, yes. Um, but why has that, you know, the question as a psychologist, why has that been allowed to go on? Um, I think for many reasons we, um, we live in a culture of silence and shame. And so for victims or often, or survivors, um, often are not believed. And so they just rather kind of hold on to that. 1994, offense. you know, R. Kelly marries Aaliyah. I mean, she's 14 years old, you know, 15 years old. And you know, it, it, it kind of started, it kind of brought it into the, the, to the limelight. But again, nothing really became of it. You know, 2008, he's acquitted. You know, he, he right, has obviously right. the best uh, lawyer or legal team that money can buy. And we're still at this really awkward place and really tragic place. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very complicated conversation um, because the reason it's it's different now is because the conversation is different now. Me Too has happened. Mm -hmm. um, other sexual predators have been brought to heel. So I think it's complicated. I want to be careful about castigating the black community for enabling it because at the, at the same time, we have to hold people and ourselves responsible for allowing this to happen and, to, and for supporting it. Um, but it's also a bigger problem. It's not only the black community. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the Catholic it's Church. Also, it's mm -hmm. the you know, USA mm -hmm. Gymnastics, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a bigger question about, and they're, and they're interlocking questions. Why, why aren't victims mm -hmm. believed? Mm -hmm. Why um, are, are parents susceptible? I mean, this is about celebrity culture. This is about power. And in, in R. Kelly's case, it's about social, I mean, he's a sociopath. I mean, I wasn't going to watch the series either, but I made myself for this show. I can only get through an hour of it because mm. it right. is mm. just 
horrible. He's a sociopath. That's not the question. The question is, what are the forces around him that enabled him to continue right. predating on these women? And those forces are not just the black community, but they are, but we also, but they are part of us too. So we have to hold ourselves accountable. How, why was he enabled? Why was he protected? How are people still standing by him to this mm -hmm. day? That's what's staggering, right? When the show mm -hmm. opened, his record sales went up. Right. What's mm -hmm. that about? Right. It's, something key, it's something key about the notion of celebrity. Celebrity um, culture. Yeah. Celebrity culture. And also a failure to hold folks accountable uh, if they are a celebrity until there's overwhelming evidence that contravenes the image that we have of a particular person. Well, I mean, we're Thus, going on three decades of Art Kelly. Three decades of Art Kelly. I mean, he's not uh, the only three, one. Three I mean, years of Donald Trump. 20 years of uh, Bill Cosby? Because, How well, long did that take? Well, it's, right? it, it's true. 30, I mean, it, the, the uh, supporters of, uh, of, of whether it be uh, R. Kelly or whether it be President Trump basically have to be convinced beyond a doubt, which means uh, overwhelming evidence. But sometimes even over, when overwhelming evidence is presented, they doubt that their celebrity, the person they believe in, sure. and in, in the case of R. Kelly, the person who you're dancing, you know, step in the name of love to, you know, uh, who, they, who they, they fall in love with his music, they fall in love with his persona, They've fallen in love with his story out of Chicago. And that, and that becomes the way that he is colored. So when you have young women who've been abused, exploited uh, by R. Kelly, that becomes a, a subplot for many people. And if that subplot for many people is not believed simply because it contravenes the assumptions they make about stardom. And, and about yeah, this right. particular star. When you look at some of the, you mentioned the, you know, the U.S. gymnastics and, you know, obviously the, the star and mm -hmm. the celebrity. The, the parents who care for these kids have, have so lost sight of what's important. You know, they're trying to get to the Olympics or they're trying to get, you know, fame and fortune on the big stage. And they have entrusted people who shouldn't be entrusted with their kids. And to me, that's troubling. Yeah, I think well. it's, it's troubling, but we also have to <laughs> deal with kind of this notion of um, um, like what's called the, the racialized rape myth, right? right? When we want to defend these people and, you know, there's a great uh, Atlantic article by uh, uh, Professor uh, Saida Grundy from BU that, mm -hmm. that looks at uh, this very issue and the history of the promiscuity of right. black women, right. like the Jezebel mm -hmm. character yes. mm -hmm. that the was the justification yeah. for the, is that's the only reason why a, a white man would have have sex with a black woman was because of her promiscuity or the reverse of that is like the hypersexuality of black men that they would go out and rape black or, or white women and so there's this automatic rallying around to defend black men right. uh, but also to ex um, excuse their conduct because of the allegations that the black woman is too promiscuous that they somehow <laughs> deserve that and you even heard some of that in the documentary where yes. the people who worked for R. Kelly were saying you know I didn't really think about it because mm -hmm. I was like who are these fast girls uh, mm -hmm. coming up here right. but they're right. girls they are children right. Right. Um, and so it's problematic and to the point of the parents right you can never really know what's in the mind of somebody but when you think about the the, the financial conditions uh, that people are in and somebody is offering to pay you off or the fear element because he had people in the police who knows who he had yeah. out in the streets too that could get to these but, folks yeah. too I think I, I will add though that when we focus on celebrities, we kind of miss that these things happen with right. non-celebrities. Exactly. <clears throat> right, mm -hmm. children, there's often generational trauma. Sometimes the women mm -hmm. have experienced sexual abuse themselves. And it is hard for people to come up and speak. We hear that every time uh, someone comes up and faces their accuser, there's always a fear, there's a shame, there's a silence that perpetuates that 
person to continue their their behavior. Right. I agree with that. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier is that I think it's it's we tend to either blame the the, the, the women themselves, mm -hmm. right, and, and especially black women. Exactly. I mean, there's also research that shows that both black people and white people view black girls as less innocent, mm -hmm. right, more mm -hmm. sexually mature, right, yeah. right? Um, and, and black people do too, right. So, but that comes, of course, from from exactly the same myth that you were talking about, the right. Jezebel myth, mm -hmm. all right, mm -hmm. that's been um, promulgated about black women. Yeah. So it's it's we're we're tempted to blame either the individual women or the parents, but the only two really people to blame or places to blame, one is the perpetrator, right. but also the institutions that do not put into place systems to control sociopaths, right? That's, I mean, people make mistakes, parents make mistakes, maybe they should have been more cautious, absolutely. Are they susceptible to power? Are they susceptible to the lure of fame? All of that is true. That's why societies need to put into place, mm -hmm. you know, systems, USA, the, the gymnastics, and all these kind of places, right? That that's we people are vulnerable. Sociopaths exist, but societies need to put into place systems that protect vulnerable populations, and that's what we don't do for all of these reasons. Sure. So if R. Kelly is targeting Caucasian women, are we in the same place? Is he in the same place? He's I mean, in jail. <laughs> He's in jail ten, twenty years ago. Right? Although. Bill Cosby wasn't in jail for a long time, right? So, uh, I mean, I, I think, uh, again, I think we have to hold both things in. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely mm -hmm. true that this society values black women less, period. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. no question. Right. But this society also val un undervalues all women sure. mm -hmm. and, and also overvalues celebrity. So mm -hmm. I don't think we can actually say for sure, right? I think that's, that's the tendency. I think we have to hold both these things as true mm -hmm. at the same time, right? It and the contradiction, one reason the contradiction uh, is so enormous is that you think about, we're, we're talking about R. Kelly now, but uh, years ago we were talking about, we were talking about Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and, and I go back to Clarence Thomas quite often because I'm still amazed, I mean I shouldn't be, by the level of exculpation that occurred within black communities mm -hmm. of, of, uh, directed toward <laughs> Clarence Thomas, where you even had one of our greatest I, uh, icons. Don't go after Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. <laughs> Maya Angelou excused uh, Clarence Thomas, supported Clarence Thomas at that time, because I think that, I think that she regretted it later. She did regret, regret it, it, but but it had a lot to do with the with her concerns about the the persecution she felt of black mm -hmm. men. The said. very point mm -hmm. that you were making, mm -hmm. uh, and and so I think that we have to delve into again the uh, the, the what permits us to allow that level of exculpation. It has everything to do with the way we, as, as Kim has pointed out, and as you pointed out, how we value uh, black girls right. and black and, women. But, and, 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 you know, we have to also be honest. And again, I, I'm not excusing this or, or by any stretch of the imagination, black women are definitely undervalued. But it's so we have to be honest about the problem before we can solve it, because part of the challenge is the historical right. uh, attacks against black mm -hmm. men. And, the, and just so how do we how, that's the challenge. That's why people stood up for Clarence Thomas. I mean, you know, well, I, I, every, some of us were like, get this guy out of here. But that's what that was about, and right? And what's going on with Michael Jackson right now? Well, that's true. Like, that's true. Let's put that on the right. table. Right. Well, well, and then you throw it OJ. I mean, we, we mm -hmm. supported OJ. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know after OJ turned his back on Well, that's true. And if you get to, if you talk again about, if we talk again about R. Kelly specifically or Michael Jackson, it, we always, it has a lot to do with the music. 
we are listening to the music, and the music is more is more powerful. We feel a lot. And, and I mean, Renee Graham, for example, of Boston Globe, mm -hmm. has been writing about R. Kelly forever, right, right, and 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 trying to call him the test. Look, I, I will admit, I was still listening. It took mm -hmm. a certain point mm -hmm. for me to get to the point where are I basically. Are you at that point? Is oh, not way have, past have, that. Yeah. But but yeah. but and only you will never but only way, but only way past just a that thing. by about six months. I mean, the, it took me forever right. to basically right. get rid of music that I was listening to and loving and basically shelving and you don't because anticipate, it was a contradiction. You don't anticipate right. and that, and that's No, I'm not, I'm not getting sure. back. No. And, yeah. I mean, I think your point, Phil, speaks to our ability to compartmentalize, right? right? There are things that we can put in a box we don't want to deal with, so we kind of put it to the side. There is our subtle beliefs that he didn't do it or, you know, this isn't true or we're not the place to judge, right? So there are a lot of things right. that come up that allows this cognitive dissonance, right? This person mm -hmm. who you really love and like, how could he do this thing? So you right. bring up Michael Jackson. Should we not be listening to Michael Jackson music? Well, there's a, there's a new documentary out right now called Finding Neverland that right. you know re-raises re the allegations mm -hmm. against him. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of it, but you know, I mean, it's I can't knowing that how people gave R. Kelly a pass, can we can we just blanket say, oh, those are lying, give Michael Jackson? I love, I never care about R. Kelly, so that was easy. Right. But it would, you know, Michael, I do love. It's in the fabric but, of every piece but, of music you know, you listen we have to. But we have to honestly grapple right, with these right, things. Right, I mean, I think we have been for a while. I mean, there have been these rumors. I remember the R. Kelly rumors come out when I was in college, and the Michael Jackson rumors have been around for that time, and we still, we make... We put it in a box and we don't deal with because it until the, there's more evidence or whatever. Yeah, I mean, surfaces. because the music is such a definitive part of our life and our mm -hmm. life experience. And to the point about compartmentalizing, we can separate the music from the man, yeah. you know, or we can separate the, the league from its racist policy. Mm, or right. And yeah. people will take the perspective <laughs> like, well, if we judged people by their worst action, we wouldn't watch or listen to anything. And I think there's some validity to that because when do we as a society, as a people, have a higher standard of accountability that just certain behavior cannot be tolerated, cannot be affirmed, and cannot be supported. It's, it's, it's very challenging for me because I'm sure we go through the hip-hop catalog that I have at the house and the misogyny and, <laughs> and, the, right, and the misogynoir and all that that runs up and through there, yeah, the homophobia, all of that mm -hmm. is so problematic, but when that beat drops, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so we reached out to the Black and Missing Foundation for the reaction on the docu-series. They provided a statement which reads in part that black and brown women and girls aren't valued and that the allegations of pedophilia, sexual assault, misconduct, and predatory behavior clearly indicate signs of sex trafficking and is an issue all too common in our society. Mm -hmm. So you look at that, they hit kind of everything. And yeah. really, it, it strikes a chord. It and does. Right, makes you stand up and, and really listen. And, and perhaps, perhaps, because we've been dealing with this for a long time, right. maybe, finally, right. take right. some action. Right, we do, and um, you know, it goes back to, I think we were talking earlier, like, we need to do more education of our children. Like understand like what's good touch, what's bad touch. We don't have these conversations with our kids. Right. In my field, I make sure I've been conscious about having those with my own children right. because I know the things that happen. But if we don't give our children a language to explain the, the bad things that are happening mm -hmm. to them, they don't know how to talk about it. And that's, that's something that's, that's been right. missing in our community for probably yes. a long time. Because our in many communities. In every community. Every community. Right? And they don't is, talk about it because it's taboo. That's so we don't right. talk about it. You can. There is not a college in, in Boston or a probably a high school that hasn't had an incident of mm -hmm. inappropriate sexual, you know, uh, 
whatever you want to phrase it between, and I, I, you know, I'm thinking of some off the right. So you, sure. the point earlier that you make is that the celebrities are are big and maybe worse, but this kind of misabuse of power um, happens everywhere. Every day. Every day. So that's why we yeah. have to say what else is what else is going on here. How can we empower our our young people yes. to fight back? The other thing about R. Kelly, if if you did watch the series too, is that there's some cult going. I mean, that's a cult going right. on mm -hmm. too, right? Oh, like, goodness. so then you get into questions of. Um, how do you deprogram people, right? Mm -hmm. Mind control, which yeah. is really mm -hmm. what's happening. Because some of these are not, you know, they're no longer children. He actually got mm -hmm. slicker, right? right. Mm -hmm. That's that's what's devious about mm -hmm. him. He got slicker. At first he was preying on children. Then he started preying on people who were right at the age of consent. That's right. So right. they're, you technically, modified. they're under the, right. Well, we right. allowed him by right. keeping him a free man. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's, it, it kind of underscores one of the problems with the criminal legal system, right? The, the valuing of black lives, particularly of black girls. The, you know, the Washington Post uh, report that looked at homicide clearance rates mm -hmm. um, in the black mm -hmm. community. Was there was horrifying. a huge disparity and, you know, the, the 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 mayor and the commissioner then Evans um, defended themselves saying because of the nature and type of these crimes mm. it's it's harder to uh, solve them it's not that we don't care less but it, mm. it's it's hard to convince me when you have a 42% clearance rate of black homicides but a 90% clearance rate of white homicides uh, that there is not some level of racism white supremacy uh, implicit bias at right. the least yes. playing into uh, how we care about those and you watch the R Kelly documentary and the police showing up like well we really can't do anything because right. they're the age of majority and they told us that they they want right. to be there right but they've got mm -hmm. the skills and the tactics to investigate any number of things and I'm not advocating for people the, the police to violate people's rights but they have been creative in other situations right. uh, to really get to addressing and protecting people it's journalism's responsibility too because yeah. we've, we've uh, there have been some um, investigations of course for R.F. Kelly but nothing like what we're what we're seeing right now. Nothing like the uh, being R. Kelly, mm -hmm. a truly uh, uh, dynamic uh, uh, set of reporters came together uh, and <clears throat> basically probed what the problem right in front of us. The problem was right in front of us. Yeah. It was actually it, a white the, journalist who, who was hounding the story for the right, past how, 20 and, years. And who felt that he could only go so far right. because right. Uh, he felt that uh, he was receiving, getting resistance from black communities. Right. Uh, and then the other problem, of course, is the continual, uh, continual problem of seeing missing women only in white right. face. Right. Um, and that uh, mm. only once in a while, if there is a black child, a black woman missing in this country, does it make the national news? Mm -hmm. right. And this past week, we've seen three stories, sadly, of missing white women. And, and it, but it mm -hmm. always triggers the thought, who's missing in those black communities? Right. Right. That's right. not being reported right. at this moment. That doesn't garner the same mm -hmm. police response it, it, and the yeah. same it's, media It's a little different response. if somebody gets grabbed from Faneuil Hall as opposed to if someone gets grabbed from, let's say, slaves. In the, in the Native, States, Native American, we know that, we Native, know that locally. Native American women. Right now, you have a bill that's being pushed by uh, 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 Mikulski of Alaska, that was it was not her bill originally. It was that of Heidi Heitkamp, uh, who of course lost her her uh, her election, but a bill basically to refocus on dozens of Native American women who are missing in this mm. country, mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma, Arizona, of mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. other states. Right, and then We're, let's talk about trans women, right? How well, that's right. Did, right. Who are also uh, mm -hmm. marginalized, devalued. You know, right. Violence against them is, is, is horrendous, but that it doesn't get the same kind of response. Sure. So yeah. it's absolutely true that it's very clear American, uh, America has a hierarchy of value, mm -hmm. um, and white women are on the top. 
let's be honest, and black women where are do not. We, where do we see R. Kelly ending up? Where do we see this kind of settling in? I mean, again, it's been decades, and they throw this docuseries, and now all of a sudden everyone's talking about it, but to me it's nothing new. It's mm -hmm. business as it's usual. It's going to have to happen well, in the pocket. Right. And exactly. Yeah. That's the point. And it is starting to happen in the pocket. Didn't well, so our, Sony, was, I think it was Sony. Sony, Sony right. dropped him. Right. Right. Well, let's let's see how long that lasts until somebody else picks him up. That's right. Because at the end of the day, I think it's different. Green. Like you mentioned, Kim, earlier, I think that the, the climate around um, sexual assault and sexual harassment is different. And right. So they're, we can't, they're, I mean, they're being the held accountable. I'm sorry. The mute R. Kelly hashtag, those women who started that, which is phenomenal, right, have made it you have to pay a price now to book R. Kelly, yes. right? Mm -hmm. He can't schedule a concert in Boston. Somebody's going to show up and protest, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's a different cost. Right. So he might still draw people, but, uh, you know, a lot of people who are kind of on the fence aren't going to go. So the cost has been, the price yeah. has been raised, and that's, right. that's, that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. You know, will, will he go to jail? Who knows? But um, it's going to be different now. And what, what do you think they were trying to get out of the docuseries? You think that was kind of the, the motive to, to kind of uncover? And I haven't watched it. Yeah. Kind of, I think, who, who mentioned I think the, it? I, just, I think, the, yeah. I think the, the intent was to, um, to mute R. Kelly yeah. and to, and, um, mm. and, um, to, bring, to, more light to, to bring more light to the situation. Yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. I think it's been successful. It was a big conversation. I think the, the intent was to make the conversation happen, and, and it has happened. Right. I mean, we're talking about it, so right. that's good. Sure. Hassan, what do you stand with you know, your, your group? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I think we have significant concerns about the way black communities are policed and the lack of emphasis on black victims. Um, as a former prosecutor, I see the value in needing to protect people, but, you know, as a prison reformer, criminal law reformer, even prison abolitionist, I don't believe that the solution is putting people in cages. I mm. think there is another level of accountability mm. that needs to happen with uh, uh, him. So that's what I would look uh, to see, something that is more restorative, transformative, and healing for the entire community as opposed to just putting a man in a cage. Sure. Right. And that's, a, that's another problem, right? So exactly, right? We don't want to... We well, don't want to tip the, we, we, tip the basket and just start throwing We know how the prison. penal system works, and we know right. they were already heavily overrepresented, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of, a, it's, it's, it's really a difficult situation. I mean, when you look at it, you can really kind of argue both ways, right. but at what point do you say, all right, we're no longer going to play R. Kelly at our weddings? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think I we're think at that point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're there. Um, so if I go to a wedding, they're playing R. Kelly. I'm not dancing, <laughs> yeah. you know. So. But, but as much as uh, someone wants that, uh, you know, in, as much as I agree, restorative justice is the, is the way to go. You right now have a, the DA of Atlanta looking into charges against right. R. Kelly. You also have the DA uh, in, uh, in Chicago mm -hmm. uh, considering bringing charges, asking people to come forward. So it's, it's possible that he, in fact, I would say likely that this will end up in a court of law. Well, that's yes. good. And restorative yeah. justice happens after mm -hmm. the conviction, right? right. It's, not about, it's not about holding people accountable. Right. People right. need right. to be held accountable Absolutely. and they mm -hmm. need to be right. stopped. Right. It's how do you do that mm -hmm. that doesn't harm right. the community? Right. Yeah. And hey, when we look at the whole, go ahead, Shemi. I was just, and again, we need to come back to that conversation with our children, with our families about, about this and not creating shame for people who've been hurt. And you think this could enable or, or propel? I think, us yeah, to we need to have, have the conversation. Dialogue. We do need to have that dialogue, yeah. yeah the most is, important conversation should probably take place with young men. Yes. Um, yes. And that, that is Absolutely. a huge part that's missing right now. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. right. And they're growing up listening to misogynist uh, lyrics. Uh, and uh, and pornography is is uh, 
is mm -hmm. super prevalent right. uh, with the internet and so on and right. so yeah. forth. And so a whole different conception of what a woman is and what a woman is supposed to be. Right. Those things are become accepted to a lot, to, a, to generations, not just a generation, right. yeah. but probably with generations of young men. 100%, I mean, that's mm -hmm. has turned into a good portion of hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you don't have to go back 30, 40 years. I mean, if you look yesterday or today, I mean, everything you look or listen to on the radio, or on your iPod is, you know, has those type of tendencies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that said, I mean, are we really in a bad track? You know, we're talking about young men of color hmm. because that is all we're listening to. You know, mm -hmm. that's all I'm listening to. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I think that speaks to the industry and yeah. what they're putting out. Granted, right. YouTube and social media has changed the playing field. It's really leveled and given a lot more people access to become internet sensations. But by and large, the industry is pushing out certain artists. Right. Then, you know, trap music is hot. And it's right. not like it's just a trap YouTube channel all by itself. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, the, you know, there's some accountability that we have to look to from corporate America as well. Hmm. I agree. Yeah, and again, sure. not to... Not to um, make it seem that black people are any more dysfunctional than American, Thank right? You. Black society right. is Thank no you. more dysfunctional right. than American right. society. So right. this, the, the transactional nature, the, the way young people, men and women, boys and girls have been taught that relationships are transactional. I give you this, you give me that, right? Yeah. That's an American right. problem, yeah. right. Right. right? So right. I just right. want to make it clear that right. black people are no worse right. than We're American. We're all socialized, yeah. all socialized yeah. that way, yeah. right? Yeah. Our panels, thank you. Thank you so much. Great conversation. That's going to put an end to our, our live broadcast. Thank to all our guests. And thank you for joining us tonight. Now we will continue our conversation on Facebook Live and Twitter.